0: tandem nomads episode 169 Mm, it's not really easy to admit certain mistakes that i've done but today i'm sharing these three mistakes that i've done and hoping that you can avoid them in your turn so that you can grow your business even faster Hello Nomad Nation, welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find a great inspiration and tips to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. At the time that I'm recording this episode, it has been four and a half years since I started Tandem Nomads and at the beginning Tandem Nomads would not necessarily a business. The first year was definitely not a business. I had started it as a outlet for me to be able to share an important message that I had around dual career challenges and how to turn them into opportunities thanks to entrepreneurship because this is something that I'm truly truly passionate about. But I still really wanted to make it my sole business and my main focus as I was still running another business, a consulting business for corporate companies in marketing strategies. So while in this journey, in these four years and a half, I started reflecting recently about what would I do differently if I had to start again. And honestly, it was really not really pleasant to go through some of the mistakes that I've done along the way and that I'm going to share with you. It's sometimes even a little embarrassing, but I'm happy to share that with you because I do think that... I I wish that somebody had told me that when I started. So I'm happy to now share that with you, hoping that it will help you in your journey as well. So I'm going to share with you these mistakes, but I also took the time to analyze why I did them and what has then helped me To take action to be able to recover and um, move forward. But before I do that there is another thing that I'm also very excited to share with you is the system that I've created along the way to grow my business and also help my clients grow their business that I finally put into one document to help you have guidance to build your business and the solid foundations of the business step by step. So if you are in the early stages of your business or maybe you have already launched and been running your business for a while but not making enough revenue, then this workbook is for you. I've worked really hard on this. This is probably the free resource that has required the most work Ever from me and we'll talk about that actually in, in, in a bit regarding the mistakes but definitely in this workbook I compiled all the steps step by step that are important when you are starting a business or having a business but not yet generating revenue. So if you're Want to learn about what are the steps you have to take based on what I call my 3C system? Then go to tandemnomads.com slash 169 and you will find there the workbook, my 3C workbook, where you'll find the description of each step and one exercise for you to work on for each step so that you can really, right now, analyze where you are in your business right now and what are the things you could improve so that you can start generating revenue and making impact for your clients. So don't hesitate. This is probably the labor of my year this year. Go to tandemnomads.com slash 169 and you'll find it there. By the way, I've announced this very casually But the system is actually the foundation of the new online course that I will be launching very soon for only founding members. So we'll create a founding members club for my first beta testers who will want to join this course at the cheapest rate before I officially launch it. So if you're listening to this episode end of May 2020 or beginning of June 2020, then you are probably in the right time and right spot to join my founding members of the Portable Business Accelerator program that will show you step by step how to build the foundations of a successful portable business. So if you're interested in that, make sure to reach out to me and by downloading the free guidebook that i will share with you you will actually discover what are those steps and already have a taste of it with the exercises that we'll share with you in this guidebook and this is why this workbook is really there's a lot of work that went into it because it's more than just a simple um a simple free resource to download and to print if you actually Really follow the steps, you will get results. I can guarantee that. So again, go to tandemnomads. slash one hundred sixty nine, and please let me know how did that go for you. I can't wait to hear your feedback and see how helpful this has been for you. All right, so now I'm gonna share with you the not so cool stuff that I've experienced in my journey, and to be honest with you, a lot of them have a lot to do with mindset, although. you will see at the end, it has a lot to do with marketing as well. So even as a marketing expert, as hard as it is to uh, to admit it, I did some mistakes that I wish I did not. And I'm going to share that with you. And I now insist with all my clients to make sure that they don't go through the same thing as I did. So here is the first thing that I wish I did differently in my early stages. The first one is... I would have started much easier and I would have made it a business, a real business, much easier. When I started Tandem Nomads, it was an outlet, a venture, and I was not making it a priority to build it as a business. Although it had a somehow benefit as well that while I was focusing on my other business, I could build my audience through the podcast But I was not building this audience in a strategic way to turn it into a business. So I've looked at what are the reasons somehow why am I kept dragging this thing? Why did it take me so long between the moment I had the idea and the moment I started taking action? So there were two phases in taking action. There were first the phase of actually embracing the idea and clarifying it. And then once I have started Tandem Nomads, was the phase to actually make it a business. It took me a year or a year and a half to focus in it as a business. So the first thing, to be honest with you, and I wonder if if you would relate to that, the first reason why I could not make it a priority was the excuse I was giving myself all the time about not having the time to do it. And yes, actually, it might have not been an excuse because I had so much on my plate. I already had a business. I had just moved to the US. There were so many things happening with the transition that were not easy. So it was really, really difficult to find the time to focus on this. But also, there's one thing on the private side that I want to share with you that I've seen as well. A lot of people like me, and what I mean by that, expats are struggling with and if I only had somebody shake me and face me and tell me stop do that (laughs) stop doing that I would have been so grateful so I'm doing this for you now I'm going to share that with you and I hope you will take it well there's one thing that kept stopping me from moving forward in my business and turn this dream that I had into a real business was the number of guests that I kept receiving and that were distracting me from focusing on my work. That's the perk and the joy of being an expat is to always have visitors and especially when you're living in an attractive place like New York. It was very hard for me to find a time for myself and to focus on this idea. So I will tell you what I did instead in a shortly when what made the shift. But I know that you might relate to this. And if you're in this case, I really invite you to think about it. Are you constantly having guests and what can you do about it so it does not stop you from reaching your goals and making yourself a priority? And here is the second thing that is really hard to admit for me and that was so painful, so painful, is worrying about what people felt about me If I started going public with this business idea, I had a few issues. The first one was I used to work with all these corporate companies and I was very intentional of not branding myself as the spouse of a diplomat or the spouse of an expat. I was so important for my identity that I was completely dissociated from what my husband did and this was something that kept me from going coming out in a way (laughs) with the topic of being an expat spouse and the career challenges that come with it and that had created a real hesitation for me um a real that had really stopped me from moving forward it was just crazy how I would worry about that and to be honest with you when i started the podcast show um I, I it was a real struggle to manage the podcast show and manage the business and I remember one day I don't know why and how it started but I was at the business event with the startups and corporate companies and vCS and I started feeling sick to my stomach and it was not a physical thing. I knew that it was a psychological thing. I felt completely lost with my identity because I was really deep into tandem nomads and when people were asking what I was doing and talking about what was exciting us, I was holding back so much this part that I almost felt like a fraud. And that was so hard for me. On one hand feeling as a fraud and on the other hand feeling as if I could not be myself and it was so painful it I just don't know how to explain it I don't know if you relate to that but I know that identity is a big issue for a lot of expat spouses uh, like that I've heard of but having this bipolar situation or multiple identities and having to marry them together sometimes is really hard and I just I just worry too much about this. I just cared too much about this, and I, it took a while to be able to realize that this is all nonsense. There's no other way I can tell you that nomination. We are filling our brains with so much crap. There's no other word. it's just crap. That's stopping us from achieving our goals and our dreams and making ourselves proud of doing what we always wanted to do. So I'm getting really passionate here, but I so wish somebody told me this when I was feeling so sick to my stomach about these things. So much that I remember that the event I mentioned to you, I left it in the middle of the event. I left, took a cab, went home and started crying because I could not understand why I was feeling so sick. And so disturbed and so uncomfortable, I could I did not know who I was anymore. And when I thought about it, it was mainly because I was worried about what people would think about me if I officially and openly started sharing this project that I had. So, if you real identify with this nomad nation, if you're listening, please here come back to me. And I hope you listen to this again if you are in that situation. Don't let those thoughts stop you. Please don't. And move forward, push through. Don't let it stop you from being who you truly are. Don't let your fears of what people think to really make you achieve what you are here for to do what you are brought to this world to achieve this is more this is not just a simple little project we're talking about your life here and we are letting sometimes our life pass by just for these really mindset blocks that are so ridiculous sometimes but also very deep and it's important to acknowledge them it's important to face them but at some point we need to push through I got really, really, really passionate here in Nomad Nation. I'd love to hear what you think about this and if you identify with that, but I hope that this will help you in the process. So let me be a little more pragmatic here. I shared with you the issues that I had regarding time because of juggling work, transition, guests, and then also my identity issues. So at some point, I had to do something about it. So here are some of the actions I took. They're more pragmatic than just a mindset push. The first thing that I'd done at some point when I actually it was a f- few days after that night, I came back home and talked to my husband. I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know why I'm feeling so uncomfortable. Something is up. I just can't get it. And it took me a few days to, to reflect on it and talk about it with some friends when I realized I could not live in between. I needed to make a decision and to commit to this. If I wanted to do this properly, I needed to commit to it. So in order to commit to it, I took few decisions. The first one is that I set up a deadline of when I would continue, decide either I continue tandem meds or I drop it. So I set up that deadline and that was a date actually where I would either completely close my first business or completely stop time nomads. And I set some um, some I don't know, references of what will help me make that decision. I needed to reach a certain number of, um, of, of downloads for the podcast, but also had a certain number of feedback with some people if I could validate the business idea. And this is something that I actually teach in the workbook that you can download in this episode so how do you validate your business idea before you commit to it fully you definitely want to check that out so again go to the 10 slash 169 and you will see i give you some exercises and some guidance on how to do that so i set up a deadline and validated my business idea to officially quit the other business that was not bringing me so much joy anymore The second thing I did and that was the toughest one um, because it was very far from who I am in a way a decision that was really difficult which was to refuse guests. I only I sat down with my husband and we discussed it and I was telling him how much that was you know my husband went to work from in the morning and came back in the afternoon when we had guests he would just not see them but because I work from home it was so difficult for people to understand that this is my full-time job I cannot go for a walk I cannot go for for lunch all the time I cannot especially when people stay here like for a while and I just Even if I set up rules of not going out, giving the keys, going out, it was still a big disruption. So what we did, we took the calendar and we decided where were the openings that we will leave for guests and where were the parts of the year where we were closed for guests. This was such a tough decision and you might think that I'm ruthless, (laughs) that I'm heartless, that I'm so not human. I don't know what you think right now, but honestly... If you believe, if you want to build a real business, if you want to create real revenue, you're going to need to make tough decisions like these. And this one was probably one of the toughest ones because some of my friends just simply did not understand. When they were asked to come and I would say, I'm sorry, it's not possible. I have to work and I cannot host any guests. It's not a matter of space. I have plenty of space, but it's just not compatible. No matter what I do, it's not compatible. And this just saying it makes me feel so bad, but I did it. It was the hardest decision to make, and I am very proud that I did it hand side, um, but it was not difficult. So if you're in that case where you continuously receive guests Nomad Nation, you need to do something about that. This is not feasible. This is not the way you will be able to make your business a priority. So I hope that this will trigger that conversation in your family and making some decisions so that you can really find a ground where you can find a balance between focusing on your business and doing the other things you love as well. Here is another thing I did Um is to ask support from my husband. My husband always supported me, but I realized that there's a difference between asking for support and expecting support versus explaining exactly what you need from your partner. I knew what I needed from him, for example, I asked him that he would officially be my proofreader. That was one of the things that took so much of my time. So asking him to proofread was not anymore something that I did just on the side, but it was part of his job with me to help me every day proofread my content before I put it out there. This was just a very specific example. With some of my clients, for example, who have kids, when we discussed how to manage their time, the support was about defining what days of the week the partner would take care of the kids, for example. So have that conversation, sit down and and make sure to get the support you need so that you can make your business a priority. And the final point here that I decided to do was to stop trying to be perfect and just get it Done and just start and not have it all figured out just start and perfect later so these are some of the things that I did that helped me um, finally put the put the gas on and turn time to new into a real business because as I said for the first year or even a little more it was not a business it was just a free platform where I was sharing content so First thing, please, Nomad Nation, don't wait, start now and make sure to listen to what I shared with you here. If you resonate with some of the reasons that stopped me and if you think it's your case, please do something about it and I hope that this helps you. Second thing that I wish I did earlier, and this isn't not easy, I'm not very comfortable, funny enough, I think it's a cultural thing, and it's always makes me very uneasy to talk about these things as much as i believe in the importance of embracing money in embracing uh, and dealing with our mindset around money it's so important to be able to succeed in business but sharing these things publicly it's another ball game but if i had to do things in a differently and start over i would have invested in my business earlier it took me so long to start investing in getting the support and the guidance and the education and the resources that I needed to take my business to the next level. So when I started reflecting on why did it take me so long to invest in my business and the support I needed to be able to build this business, why did it take me so long? And again, I kind of had this time machine Send me back to the initial beginning of this journey for me when I quit my career to be able to move abroad with my husband. I quit my financial independence. I quit my stable life. I quit my dreams of having this amazing career in advertising. But also I quit the possibility at the time I considered that of making my own choices with the money that was mine. And that had created a real trauma for me for a few years to have the feeling that my money was not my money from the moment that I quit my career and, and, and lived with my husband. So that was a mindset issue that was really hard for me. I remember when I had my first months living with my husband and that we would go shopping even just buying something that was just for me was a torture because I felt like I was cheating. So from that moment, I think something has ingrained in my brain, even if shortly after I started making money. And actually, we even lived in our first posting, we even lived at some point out of my own money. So that because I was paid with local currency, so we decided to not spend our uh, you know, my husband's currency and then rather spend my money to live locally. But despite the fact that I was making money, something was has happened in my brain that started making me feel guilty about spending money on myself. And this is something that I know a lot of expats r- partners identify with. So I've not been... In general used actually to spend so much money on myself I've always been very careful with my expenses and not being tile in what I spend but Until I realized that spending money on my education, my growth and my business has nothing to do with something fertile, is actually vital. It's something really vital for my growth and for my sustainability and for my financial independence. I would have not been able to, to create my financial sustainability if I had not started by investing in myself. So that guilt of spending money was a real problem that I did not realize until recently that was still lingering in my brain even when I was making money. So I don't know, we should maybe bring a psychologist here (laughs) to explain why is that? Why are we so brainwashed or framed about the fact that we don't deserve to invest in ourselves because it's not our money and even if it's our money we're not supposed to spend it on us. Um, I think there's something here if you're going through that nomination I would really invite you to reflect on it because here's what happened as soon as I started dealing with this issue my business has exploded from the moment I started investing in myself I'm actually gonna try to remember I'm doing this off the cuff um, but my first year I did invest, but I did not get return investment right away because I did not make it a priority, so I invested in a course to learn how to podcast but did not make any money but then the second year, because i I was committed that deadline happened, I decided to f- close my other business and to focus on the n- new one. that's when I decided to invest in support and help and all types of courses and and support to be able to grow my business and there I actually my return investment was three times so I doubled my investment of the year before and the return investment was times three the third year I actually again doubled my investment and guess what that has return of investment of 10 times. So I have recuperated my investment 10 times. And I think the, and here is something more difficult to share with you, but I promise to be as transparent as possible. So I told you about the first year, the second, the third, and then 2018, which was the beginning of the fourth year, that's when I started having more personal issues. I shared that in the in another episode where my husband and I were trying to have a baby, and I really struggled and we had a lot of issues and there honestly, I just i my business continued. I continued to focus on my business and if not anything, my business was a saver for me uh but I had not invested a lot in the business but because I was going into so many troubles and 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 had to figure out so many things on a personal aspect, I did get support, life coaching and psychological coaching to deal with my personal issues. And that investment has helped me keep my revenue the same as before, even if I worked half the year. So I reduced the number. I did not work for four months in 2018 four months I did not work I simply just kept the podcast going and announced it in one of the episodes I will try to find that episode and put in the show notes of this episode so that you can listen to that again if you want Uh, but I did take a break during the summer at some point um, where I announced to everybody that I needed a break but you can see here how even investing in personal help has helped me keep my revenue my revenue was not hit at all even if I worked three or four months less than the year before because I got the support I needed to deal with the psychological challenges I was going through so oh my god I can't believe I'm sharing this with you <laughs> okay oh my god what are you making me do Nomad Nation but okay I'm, I'm oh. okay so I'm happy to share that with you because honestly This is what I keep saying a lot of times to my clients. Running a business is not just like a nine-to-five job and your business is a living organism and it evolves with you. So if you don't take it seriously, if you don't observe it and you don't nourish your business as you nourish yourself, it will be very hard for you to grow with it and to allow it to grow. So As I said, my second mistake was to not invest in my business faster and earlier. So here are some of the things once I realized that I did. So make sure to, I made sure to commit to it. Like I said, once I decided, I'll say, okay, now I'm serious. I want to make this a business. I started investing. I started very shy with small numbers. And the more results I got, the more invested. Oh my God, I'm not even sure I want to tell you how much money I've been spending this year in support uh, to grow my business, all kinds of support. So I, I decided to commit to it. That's what helped me grow my business and by investing in it. But I also dealt with that guilt that I was talking about with you earlier. I was feeling very guilty to spend money on myself and although... Well, the thing is that even if I made money, my money was in the same pot with my husband. We share our accounts. We do everything together because that's important for us that our household accounts are together. I know a lot of couples do that differently. But for me, it's so important that if we have our lives together, that we have a joint strategy for how we manage our money. So... In order to be able to move forward with this, I needed to sit down with my husband and discuss this with him. Tell him about the investments I was making. Share that with him and make sure that he's on board with me and that I needed to prepare the arguments, of course, of why I needed to invest so much. But to be honest, I realized while doing that, that the person I needed to convince more was me, not my husband. So do that homework, Nomad Nation. Do that homework of thinking about what is stopping you from investing in yourself. Be honest to yourself. If it is that you don't have any money. I can understand that, but you don't have to spend all your money at the beginning. You can spend a little bit and then make sure that you are committed to it so that you can have that return investment. And then as you grow, grow the investment with you. But make sure to face that limiting beliefs that you don't have money and to invest in yourself, because if you don't invest in yourself, money now, you will and in your growth, you will actually never grow is as simple as that. Or it will take you years before you can do that. But here's one thing that you need to know. When you don't invest in yourself, it's actually costing you more money than if you do. Because when you invest in the experts and the support and the guidance and the tools you need, you are actually saving yourself from making costly mistakes that will stop you from growing, but that will also make you lose money. So think about it when you are committed to your business, if you are committed to business, think about what are the supports you need and what's the investment you need to make and how can you gather that amount for you to be able to commit to it. And another third thing is that when you invest money, if it does not feel risky, then it's not worth it. You need to feel that it's risky. You need to feel that it's an important investment because this is what will push you to commit to your business. This was, will give you the drive and the tough days to not give up. I've been talking about this in the past that to succeed in business, we need to be hungry in a way because Most of when we're an expect partner and we're not the sole provider in the family, it's very difficult to make the business the priority because it's not what's providing that necessary revenue. But if you invest in yourself and you have made that huge investment, you can only commit to that business because you definitely want to get that return on investment because it's been a risky investment for you. So there's a whole mindset shift that happens When you invest yourself, that turns you into a real entrepreneur who is committed to its business. So there is a huge value here in investing in your business. And I saw it in myself. When I've invested those big amounts, the whole attitude and the whole mindset and the whole commitment was shifted into making revenue so that I can recuperate my investment and go beyond so I hope that this will also help you rethink how you're thinking about your money and getting rid of that guilt that guilt of spending money on yourself now at nation this is something you need to get rid of you are worth it you are worth the money you invest in your own growth and there's one thing also that I want to add if you listen to the previous episode On tandemnomads.com slash 168, with Jennifer, the author of Couples That Work. She was talking about how actually your business is as important as your partner's job because it may as well be the backup, the financial backup of your family. Because nowadays, jobs are not as secure as they were before. So if you want to secure for your family to build a foundation a safety net you want to start now to build the solid foundations of your business instead of trying to figure it out on your own and making a lot of mistakes that would just keep pushing further the date you will make real money so i really hope that this will help you realize the importance of not only investing yourself having that conversation with you first and then having this conversation with your partner so that your partner can be on board i'm sorry if you're listening and you are on your own i'm really focused here for expat partners because it's been the niche of tandem nomads for so long but i'm really aware that more and more of you who are listening are not necessarily in that situation but in any case even if you're not in a partnership having that mindset of investing in yourself is so important I want to go back to those of you who are in a family, in a partnership. One thing that has helped me as well um, deal with that sense of guilt, but also that hesitation of investing was to actually consider my household as a board of directors in a company. And as much as I'm sounding very serious here and did it in a serious way, it's been also really fun to do that because I've been calling my husband my investor because he's been helping me also making those some of the big investments it's our account my money is in the same account as his but we have agreed together that that money would go into some of the investments i would need in my business and i remember starting sending him every year a recap of the year as if he was an investor or stakeholder of the business. And I would even organize at the end of the year what I call the stakeholder dinner, where I would do a sum up of what happened during the year and how much we invested and how much we made in return. And it has become a tradition now. We make fun of it. And I'm always saying it's time to reward my investors. And I uh, usually reward my husband with something fun, you know, either a nice dinner at a very nice restaurant or travel sometimes it's a weekend and that's another tip that I have for you the way I work you know that it's really important that's another thing if you invest in your business you have to be super clear about your goals and that's another thing that I share with you how to do that how to measure your goals your financial goals in your business so in the workbook that I prepared for you you will be able to learn how to do that um, so make sure to download it, tandemnomads.com slash 169. So that's what it is. But the way I do is that I always set up a goal that's a yearly goal, a quarterly goal, and a monthly goal. And next to each yearly goal, I have an incentive. Uh, I have many incentives for the week, for example, or for the month. But I also have incentives for the year. And the bigger the incentive, uh, the more I actually involve My husband in it. So this is also another way for you to make sure that you feel not only a sense of relief when you invest in yourself because you know what is the plan that you are putting in place to recuperate that investment, but also make it fun. Make it something fun and exciting, something to look forward to, to reach that goal. So I hope that these tips help you. In my case, it's been so, so, from the moment I started doing that, setting up these goals, announcing them publicly to my husband and also sometimes to my friends and my family and my masterminds and then putting next to them an incentive was really really helpful on top of making that investment so i wish i had done it a bit earlier and i wish that i had been investing a little more being less worried um, about it and have and put the system a bit earlier in place I hope that these tips will help you and here is the third mistake thing that I wish I have done earlier and honestly this is a big one because I'm becoming really strict about this when I work with my clients and really insist that nobody does that again and I don't know why I did it although I knew it and this is why I'm ashamed to admit it but even as a marketer I took way too long to focus on growing my mailing list and setting up my marketing funnels. I could have probably done three times my revenue if my first year, if I had done that. So if you remember, I had multiplied by 10 my revenue between the first and second year. But the reason why was because I put in place that funnel and I'm not going to explain how to do it because, again, that's in the workbook that I have for this episode. You can download and figure out the explanation, the exercises, how to do that. But if you are starting a business or if you already have a business but you struggle to make revenue, the chances that you're not making enough revenue uh, are probably due to the fact that you don't have a system put in place to grow your mailing list and to put a place a marketing funnel that converts people from your mailing list to buying a product or service. So this is really, really important that it becomes a real priority for you right now as the earlier you do it, the faster your business will grow. And I was again thinking, why did I take so long to do this? Why did it take me more than a year to put in place my my funnels so and to put a focus on growing my mailing list. So mailing list means offering value in exchange of having people's emails and the reason why you want to have your audience's email is because it's the only place where you can control your relationship with your audience and potential clients. Social media is amazing, internet is amazing, but you are subject, if they decide, if Facebook, for example, decides to change the rules and suddenly not make anyone see what you're putting out there, then you have lost all the context and all the work that you've been doing in growing your audience online. So you need to make sure that the number one place where you focus on growing is in growing your list of contacts and your network, be it online or offline. But most importantly, having that mailing list set up, but also knowing how to nurture those emails to keep them by giving value and by setting up that funnel that goes from value to conversion into revenue. And that again, my friend, is described in the workbook, how to do that. So I thought about it, what has stopped me from doing that? And I don't know about you, if you're in this case, but life is busy. There's always something to do. And as I know, it sounds like an excuse, but is as simple as that there's always it, it just feels endless there's always something new to do something that comes up something that shows up and again the guests but also even in the business um, and because I was not investing in the support right away to do things step by step I was doing things all over the place instead of following a road map that I wish somebody had given me I was trying to do Everything at the same time and just learning with free videos and free content online and how to figure out everything. So by doing that, I did learn a lot. It's amazing how much we can learn with free content out there. But I lost so much time in being methodic about building my system to do it right instead of saving, uh, wasting so much time to get results. So the first reason is simply wasting time in going in every direction instead of focusing on a roadmap and a step-by-step process simply because I did not have that process and this is why I'm so passionate about creating now this process that I call the 3C system that I will teach in my online course so I can't wait for that to share that with you um and the the second reason is simply it takes time, to be honest with you, to create valuable content. And um, and this is why in order to exchange, to have people's emails, you want to give real value. Uh, there's so much, I'm sorry again to use this word, but there's so much crap out there. The more people get access to online um, marketing tools, the more people are scamming other people with really bad content. And, pe- and fortunately, I'm glad about that, Consumers are more educated about this and are not willing to consume anything anymore. They're overwhelmed with content. So if you want to really make an impact in your industry, you need to provide real valuable content and things that really matter and things that really provide a transformation, even if it's free. And that it is, I admit, a hard to do when time is limited. So in order to deal with these challenges, What has helped me was to first make it my number one priority. I had to stop a lot of things in my business to first make the priority on building my list. For example, I had stopped doing Facebook. I actually delegated Facebook. No more Facebook. I had stopped even, you know... uh, what else did I stop? I stopped a few things. I can't remember. I'm sorry. But I remember that social media was one thing that was taking all my time. And I had to delegate it so that I could focus on putting that time and focus and brain cells into creating valuable content with my free resources so that I could share my expertise and then eventually make that lead to clients. So that was the first thing, making it a priority by delegating and investing in the help I needed so that I could focus on it. Um, But also what I've done is create a system an A to Z system I sat down, I remember, for a week and only focus on that, creating a system to make it easy to create content and not have to repeat all the time. For example, I created a template so that I don't have to always um, rewrite. If you notice, the newsletter is always presented the same way. So if you're not signed up to my newsletter, please do. That's a place where I share insights on every episode as well and where you get to learn about what's happening in the background of of um, tandem new and that's the place where honestly I feel the closest to my audience because that's a place where I have real genuine conversations with you so if you're not signed up I hope that you will sign up and to do so simply download the workbook and tick that box and you'll be in my newsletter but if you pay attention that newsletter always looks the same in terms of structure so I don't have to rethink every time what to put and what to say. Even if the text changes the content changes but the structure is very similar. So these are the things that I did to save me time to be able to focus on providing value. And finally another thing that I've done is to repurpose my content. When I create a big piece of content like this workbook this is like two full days of work from six to 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. It's just insane how much work went into this. Then I know that it's worth it because I'm going to be able to repurpose this content in so many different ways, break down this episode, this, for example, workbook into different episodes or different social media posts, or I would also be able to... Actually, this workbook is the foundation of the course I'm creating as well. So by working that by doing that i'm actually also creating value that i will be able to share with you in other form as well so here are some things i've done but definitely building your mailing list nomination if this is not right now your number one focus then stop everything you're doing and make it your focus and if you want to learn how to do that in the workbook it's i'll give you some insights and I hope that if you're ready to take action and build this business and make it a priority, if you join my founding members beta group, you will also have step-by-step guidance on how to do that. And if you listen to this episode afterwards, you will certainly be able to get that as well afterwards. I'm just looking for a few testers right now to give me feedback and uh, have it at the cheaper rate than the final price. But this course will be the signature program, Tandem Nomads, for sure. So I'm so excited about it and I can't wait to share that with you. So if you want to know how it works and what you will cover there, again, go to the workbook and it's step by step explaining you how to do that. But let me recap now. The more mental and mindset mistakes that I hope you will not do in your journey and that you don't have to do them because I wish somebody had told me when I started this. So the first one is I should have started much earlier and stopped looking at being perfectly ready before I got focused in building this business. So Nomad Nation, start first, perfect later. The second mistake I've done was to have not invested in my business earlier and more intentionally. From the moment I started doing it, then I started seeing huge results in my business and I really hope that you will also consider that in your business. And the third is I should have focused on my mailing list, growing my mailing list instead of getting scattered all over the place, doing all sorts of things. The mailing list is the place where you want to put all your energy to grow your business because that's the only place where you can nurture your relationship with your audience. I've taken much longer than usual. This, I'm sorry if this episode was super long. I had so much things that I was passionate to share about. It's been not always easy for this episode to be recorded. At certain points, I felt really hesitant to share certain things with you. But I hope that by opening up, into the background of my business that it helps you in your journey this is all that I want for you Nomad Nation so that you can avoid the challenges that I had but also turn those that you might already have into great opportunities so I look forward to continuing this journey for you with you and please share your feedback with me I'm really excited about this workbook I would love to hear about what you think and if it's helpful for you in the best way to find me is to go to tandemnomads.com slash 169 in there you will find the workbook you'll receive an email simply answer that email and let me know what are your thoughts thank you so much nomad nation and i'll see you in the next episode stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities